You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Well, happy Easter Monday to you this 5th of April for 2021. We are here. We're waking you up. We are here. No days off for us, Bianco. We'll do it live. We we're will here. We'll do it live. We hope you guys are having a really cruisy start to your good, not good. It is a good, though. Easter Monday. I always get confused with Easter. It rattles me. Yeah. There was none at the gym this morning. It was. Oh, okay. So we're flexing nobody. early into the post. I loved it. I love it when everybody's sleeping and you've got the whole place to yourself. Mm. It's the great things about public holidays. Hey, the weekend wraps coming up shortly, but let's get into our breakfast banger at five minutes past seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's for all the late nighters that are just getting home. If you're listening in your yeah. rideshare car or your taxi or however you're getting home, you ride home. Pump it up. Pump this up. Good morning. Morning. Time to get into our weekend wrap at nine minutes past seven. Carl and Catherine here on 88.3 Southern FM. That it is. And hey, good Friday appeal happened on Friday, Bianco, with an amazing result announced at about midnight Friday, yep. raising over $17 million for the Royal Children's Hospital, which is an amazing result. So much generosity, so many great people out there volunteering their time, shaking a tin raising as much money as they did and a real solid result. Absolutely. Congratulations to all involved. So, so good. Hey, some concerning news out of South Australia. A person who was in a hot hotel had been moved into the ICU department of a hospital believed to have the South African strain of COVID-19, one of only a few in the country and being monitored closely, not in a great condition from what we understand. So we'll keep a close eye on that and Fingers crossed all ends up okay over in SA. Absolutely. And hey, some sad news coming out of the Australian fashion industry over the weekend as well with iconic designer Carla Zampatti passing away at the age of 78, which mm. is a huge loss for the industry. So so much of a loss. So many of the items of clothes, particularly on TV um, of late, have been from her and obviously she's had a career spanning over 40 years. So we are thinking of her and her family at this time. Born in Northern Italy. Migrated to Australia, lived in Western Australia for a little while, and then realised that in order to get a little bit further, she'd have to move to the other side of Australia. Mm-hmm. Lived in Sydney for the rest of her life, and yep. what a legacy she's oh, leaving behind. Because yeah. I believe her daughter actually moved in, so the last couple of um, releases from that brand are actually her daughter, so pretty amazing legacy to leave behind. Really, really shocking. Apparently you had to fall down some stairs mm-hmm. and... Was hospitalised and yeah, sadly passed yeah. away. So thoughts to her family and everybody that was close to her. Very, very sad indeed. Now, as if Queensland hadn't been through enough in the last couple of weeks, severe weather is about to hit their uh, capital in Brisbane today. So fingers crossed it's not as bad as what the Bureau is predicting, but they've had some real heavy rainfall. Racing was called off in certain areas across the state and a lot of people just getting caught up everywhere. Yeah. So. It's rain here, there and everywhere. Certainly is. Summer is definitely over, that's for sure. Yeah. And last one for our weekend wrap. Dan Andrews, the Premier, has came out with a little bit of an update just to say he's okay. He's on the mend. He's feeling a little better. Had a lot of get well soon cards sent to him and happy Easter cards. Apparently, he can walk for up to about 18 minutes a day. Yeah. So, we're keeping a close eye on the Premier. Yeah, wish him a very, very quick recovery. James, oh my gosh. James Molito, acting Premier, doing a great job as well. Mm-hmm. Standing in. 
Imagine the pressure of jumping into that role. Oh, a lot. But he is the deputy, so. Mm-hmm. And you know what? From what I've seen, I think he's been doing a fantastic job. Yeah. I'm not one-sided or the other-sided. No. Looking at it from a neutral perspective, he stood up and doing the state proud. And that's what we're all about, being a proud state. Absolutely. Happy Monday. That's the weekend wrap here on 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of the Bay Side at 12 minutes past seven. Carl and Catherine here on a Monday. An Easter Monday. An Easter Monday. Your start of the week, a little different. A lot of you are probably just slowly waking up. Well, we know that this is like a double whammy for you, Bianco, because not only is it a long weekend, daylight savings as well. We'll be checking in a bit later to see how you're doing mentally because we all know that things rattle you like this. Okay. I'm happy to put this on the record. Jim is the key. Okay. We will be circling back to this a little bit later. And that is the second reference he's made to going to the gym and it is only I know I sound like a gym halfback flanker, but I'm not I'm not trying to be one of those, okay? I'm just saying if you get up and get motivated. Next week we're bringing in a whiteboard and Jack is gonna keep count. If you can't be good, be good at it. That's what That's what I'm throwing out there. On an Easter Monday. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. If you ain't first, you're last. Oh, my God. <laughs> first cut is the Ooh, deepest. We've, we've lost our producer. <laughs> he has stomped out. Anyway. It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Okay, enough motivational quotes. Thank it's not you. Monday motivate. It is not, no. I want to kick the show, show off today officially by asking if you could have a professional something in your life at a cost, what would it be? A professional something. Could be anything. Like professional potato cutter comes oh. to your house, cuts potatoes okay. perfectly to how you yep. want them. Personal coffee maker, mm-hmm. personal cleaner, personal engineer, I don't know, electrician. Throw yep. out anything at all. And, and the reason why I ask this is because... I read a story about a woman, a married woman in the yep. UK, who pays to have a professional cuddle her. What? Yes. <laughs> she deliberately spends time away from her husband yep. to spend hours cuddling a person that's not her husband. Okay, that seems like a convenient title, though. What's even more convenient is, for this person, she's able to hire a person to, to cuddle for as long as she wants to, for, through a professional cuddling service. Wow. This is official. It's out there. Do we know how her husband feels about the professional cuddler? I think he's okay with it. Well, imagine the person's LinkedIn, if you're a professional cuddler. <laughs> Going on the record saying, I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I love affection and I love how it makes my body feel. She's 99% sure her husband doesn't get jealous of the cuddling because she checks in with him and talks to him about it. He's more protective of me than jealous. So long as I'm safe, it's good. Oh, well, that's nice. We like a supportive partner. He may also have a professional cuddler around. Maybe he has a professional something else in his life. While she gets professionally cuddled, he might be professional gaming or something. Gaming? Mm. I don't know. See, for me, I would have to have like... A hairdresser. Do my hair every morning. Yeah. Make it so much easier. I hate doing my hair. I'd love like a professional colonel. Oh, what? I don't know what I've been told. Carl, you're in bed. Get, get going. 
No, well, it appears from the motivational quotes that you're becoming that. So. Professional motivator. Yeah. Gosh. I've got that little voice in the back of my mind saying, Carl, you need to get up. Carl, you need to get up. Carl, you need to get up. Oh, see, I just fall back asleep when mindset does that. It seems to work on a Monday. I can't say it really goes as well for the rest of the week. <laughs> I know that I've got to get up on a Monday because I have to come here. Yeah. So I have to get see, up. See, that should be motivation early. in itself. I should just apply that logic every day of the week. Just say, I'm going to see KP and Jack. And that'll get you up and going. But if I don't, then I'll let myself down. Because I won't be seeing you every day. But that's not such a bad thing. Anyway, let us know. 0404 736. Are you awake? Are you motivated? <laughs> and if you could have a professional something in your life, what would it be? Did you switch off when um, Carl started talking about the gym? Like, oh, see, this is the thing. Obviously, people if, did because they weren't there this morning. Yeah. Well, that's the thing because the people now become thinking we're one of those shows where they're flicking through the stations and they hear health and well-being. Oh, no. See ya. Let us know. Hey, that's not boring radio. It's actually quite entertaining and it's the stuff you need to listen to. <laughs> I'm not going to go on any more yep. about it. We're taking a break. It's Monday Breakfast with Carl and Catherine here for your Easter Monday. On After su- this, we'll be telling you how to make the perfect green smoothie. On Southern FM and <laughs> as well, how to put banana and peanut butter on toast. It's a great motivator. Morning. Hello. Oh. That was bad. I didn't know if that was Frankie or if that was Sheldon. Frankie. <laughs> it was somewhere in between. Well, this is, I'm glad you've actually gotten out of the set, the song and into this because... This is exactly what we wanted to ask. I was brainstorming with producer Jack last night, trying to figure out what to bring to Bayside for the show. This is a worry. And I was thinking to Jack, I was like, oh, daylight savings. Like, that can never be good. And then I was like, that really can't be good because nothing rattles Carl Bianco more than a time change. Do you know what? I think the key to it is to stay up until the clock goes backwards because I I couldn't sleep for whatever reason the night the daylight savings changed back to standard time. Just had a shocker. Anyway, it got to, when is it? Three o'clock, it goes back to yeah. two o'clock. It got to, and then I heard the news reader because I had the radio on in the background saying, it's time to put your clocks back. It's two o'clock again. Good morning. Oh, I'm, wow. I'm whoever it is. See, I've never like actively noticed when the clocks have changed. I've been awake when it has, but yeah. just it doesn't. But that's well, the thing. It's not just that, Bianco, mm-hmm. because that's one attack on you. But the fact long weekends also really freak you out. So you've got the double whammy. So yeah. Jack and I, Jack being a healthcare professional, sort of. Um, <laughs> an and I actually want Jack to put his mic on just for a second. We just want to check in and just see how you're tracking. Yes. So Carl, where would you like to begin today? I don't know. Wherever you want to begin. I don't really feel like this is necessary. I've never felt better. We we understand that this is a tough time for you, and we want to. We're here to support you. But don't, okay? I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, the truth comes out. Yes. Anything else? Well, you don't you don't want to get into it. So I, I'm just I'm just here in a place of helping and caring. But did I mean, you not hear me 20 minutes ago when I said I've never felt better? The key to it is to get up and get yeah, motivated. No, but, but see, all the I've... thing is your tone has really changed since mm. then. And quite frankly, all I've heard for the last 20 minutes is, oh, I'll get to the gym. So, you know, that's that's all I've been hearing. So we haven't been... I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't say get to the chopper. I said, I'm going well, to the gym. Well, you just said it then. 
<laughs> well, because I said I'm not quoting Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, right kids. Okay. All right, Jack. That's enough from Thank you. you. Is, this, is this what we're doing? No, is I just I just genuinely wanted so to check in to you're see doing how you're doing. A, a whole talk break about <laughs> how I am, how I'm feeling. Do you know what? I'm not feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth comes out. You're a wizard, Jack. Thank no, you. I, honestly, I feel fine. Yep. I actually, this is probably the best I've ever felt well, coming out of Daylight Savings. Yeah, I think it might be the double whammies actually cancelled it out. You know, when a negative and a negative come together and it's a positive? <laughs> sort of like our show. The atoms combining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what's happened. Two worlds collide. Look, I mean, check in with him at about three o'clock today and see how he really is. No, honestly, but... I've, I feel really good. I'm so. What a waste of time, honestly. He's okay, guys. He's okay. I know. I just wanted to ask the questions that everybody wanted to hear because a lot of people know you for getting rattled. I know. At daylight savings time. If there's new people to the show, I'm sorry that you've just joined us on a public holiday where (laughs) the two other people of this team that we call Carl and Catherine and sometimes Jack because he puts his mic on and (laughs) intervenes. Has just brought up the fact that I don't like public holidays. It throws my sort of mantra and feel about a week out. Hey, Jack, I think the cracks are beginning to show. We're going to a song. (laughs) Carl and Catherine waking up for your Monday morning here on 88.3 Southern FM where everyone is okay. We think we're okay. See, the more you say we're not okay or say we are okay, we're not okay. I need to invite Jack back onto the microphone. Oh, it's not very know. often that we get him this actively involved, but it is Easter. It's a time of being together, and I like the fact that he's got a mic and he's got a voice. I dislike this intensely. Look, we had an interesting car ride in, Jack. You weren't privy to the conversation. A no. lot of these conversations are supposed to stay off air, but mm-hmm. I wasn't reliably informed by one Catherine Powell, yes. otherwise known as Cat Powell. Cat Powell? Cat Powell. It's a new trend, 2021. God, no wonder name. I'm having a crisis. I don't even know what my name is. But we Brown. do. We do. <laughs> but we do have a station. <laughs> I'm calling in sick. Um, but we do I'm have going a, home. You do have a that station. That was revolting. You do have a station cat here, though, Capel. So there is a station cat who you do like, Jack. All right, enough pussyfooting around. Let's get to the point here. Oh, I'm bored already. I yep. was listening to you on the way in here, and I was concerned about you. Because Why? you were supposed to work all weekend, which was your norm. Yeah. However, there was a little girls weekend away, which you were supposed to partake in, that you said no to. And then you couldn't partake in it, and you didn't end up working. So, yeah. are you okay? I'm re- I'm bored. Are you, but are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. Are you sure? Yeah. Why? Because I was just a little worried. You seemed a little down. I don't think you're... I'm not sure if you're here today. I'm a little concerned. Jack, do you want to talk wa- about it? Compared? Do you want to weigh in here? Well, I mean, I've I've noticed that you're a little bit you're a little bit lower um, than what you normally can we, are. Uh, hang on a second. Can we Sorry, stop on, the no, lives? No, 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 no. You guys said to can me before not, I was too enthusiastic. Let's be calm, guys. Just, I'm bored. Stop please, stealing my please segment. let the psych talk. Okay, just be calm. Okay, let's, he's asking you a question. He's let, getting your emotions out. It's okay. Talk, let's just talk through this now. What what's on your mind, Kapow? Let's just talk. Well, first of all, um, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. Thank you for stealing my segment, Bianco. Everybody's bored. I don't know what you're talking about, Jack. I am questioning you as a producer. This is awful radio, and um, mm. I am going to go have some more coffee now. Thank you very much. Is that going to make you feel you can better? Go, you can't put a bandaid on your problems, Kapow. You need to actually talk through what's going on. Can I ask a question? Yes, please do. Do you guys think this segment's going well? No, but we're here now. 
I, I think it's it's going as well as what the last one did about five minutes ago. I, no, see, this is what I'm telling you. I questioned Bianco. He's rattled, and now he's turning the problem onto me. But it's okay, mate. If you're not okay, just tell us, and we'll do whatever it is to make you feel a bit better, whatever we can. You can't because I'm depressed. You've got a supportive force here and a producer slash psych who's, well, in training psych, mm-hmm. and he's here to boost your spirits. So, and I, and I can just assist in any way possible. Oh, gosh. No, I think I'm good. This is a self-project. I think what I have to start doing is calling you at 6 o'clock in the morning every day and getting you up and motivated. I think I've got to stop giving you lifts into the station. You can walk again. I think I might. This is turned. Yeah, no. Okay, let's just end the segment here, Bianca. I'm more than happy to. It's going to get worse for you. Let's just end the segment (laughs) there. Do you know what? I might get on my high horse. I might ride a bike or something. Oh, now, I would love that. That's I think that would make us more legit as a team if one of us rode a bike in. Jack, when, I'm looking when at When Southern you. FM first no. moved to Brighton, I said that I would buy a bike and ride here. See, now this is good radio content. Get rid of the intervention. Let's get you a bike. Mm, no. Yes. I think I'll just get PT if you don't want to drive me. That's fine. <laughs> you don't always drive me anyway. It's yeah. not about that. Yeah, but there are times where you sleep in, Bianco, when Cow <laughs> wants to... Jack, you need to find out which side of the argument you want to sit on, my friend. I don't know where I am right now. I'm just trying to be the best I can be for both of you. And you're failing miserably. Thank you. This is Delta's new song. It's called Billionaire for your Easter Monday. Carl and Catherine here on Southern FM. We're okay. This story that I have come across is it's example 3,976 as to why I hate birds. Why wasn't it 3,097? Well, it could be a contender because you know why? <laughs> There's a real issue at a certain um, supermarket chain that you are a fan of. And the reason why there is a problem at the supermarket chain that you're a fan of is because customers are getting bullied and mugged in the car park by two ravens that are allegedly working together. One distracts the happy customers as they leave with their shopping bags and the other one goes straight for the shins, opens up their bag and steals their watermelons and their steaks. Do you know what? I'd argue this also happens on golf courses. Really? Because when I was up in Queensland, ooh, probably eight, eight years ago. If I could turn back time. I want to say eight or nine, uh, seven or eight years ago, thereabouts anyway. Getting to my point, we were on the golf course. We bought some sandwiches. Oh, no. And we put them in the cooler pack. So we're hitting our balls away on the golf course, four and whatnot, going back to go grab a sandwich. And I said, Dad, did you eat the sandwich? No. I don't know what you're talking about. We had like three or four sandwiches there. They were all gone. (gasps) What happened to the sandwiches? (laughs) We're convinced the birds swooped, knew how to peck the sangers out of the cool compartment because they disappeared. Wow. And then we went back to... The clubhouse, and said to the lady who gave us the sandwiches, our sandwiches went missing. And she's like, a likely story. She's like, yeah, it's not the first time somebody's come back to the clubhouse and said their sandwiches went missing. Wow. So she didn't say how they go missing, but she said it's not the first time. Because they do have a lot of weird birds up there in Queensland. Oh, those big scary, what yeah. are they called? I don't know what they're called. They're like little... Oh, and they kick and they can kill. Yeah. They're deadly. Mm-hmm. No one, don't know what it Cassowaries. is. Is that what they are? That's what they are. They haunt my dreams. Maybe that's what stole a sangers. Yeah. Anyway. See, a pelican stole my sandwich when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, and that's a mouth you don't want your arm in, I can tell you that much. <laughs> Did you try and get it out? Yeah, I was a baby. And then, oh. and then it proceeded and then also took my Wiggles hat. I thought your arm, one of your arms was a bit shorter than the other. 
Oh, yeah. Actually, that proved the point. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, they apparently these ravens, it's just the two of them, and they are stealing massive steaks, little mini watermelons, and people keep complaining to this supermarket chain being like, can you deal with the ravens? But is this the supermarket chain I'm thinking of where you buy in bulk? Yeah, it is. Oh, Right. Yeah. yeah, so obviously they're smart birds the because they know that they can get <laughs> bang for their cluck. What? Oh. Thank you, Jack. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That flew over I'll my head. I'll be here till eight. That <laughs> <laughs> flew over my head. But yeah, this is what I'm talking about. It's it's really... Don't give him credit for that. That's not... <laughs> Jack's trying to explain your joke to me. Oh, my gosh. Did you not get it? I do get it. It's just not as funny. Anyway... 0404000736. I think the question has to be asked, when did a bird steal from you? You lost a whole heap of sandwiches. I lost, I lost a Wiggles hat. I lost a lot of sandwiches and a few other things as well. A few other things? Yeah, I think they took one of my drinks too. I didn't realise they liked Coke. I want to know how long you've held on for. What? How long you have held on for. In relation to anything you want to talk about, really. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because a man has broken his record that he held prior to this in Croatia, Budimir Buda Subat. He already held the Guinness World Record for (laughs) holding his breath the longest time. But he set a new record. No. 24 minutes and 33 seconds. Subat carried out the impressive feat at a swimming baths in Sisak, where... (laughs) He was supervised while supporters and members of the media looked on. 24 minutes and 33 seconds without breathing underwater. How? Unbelievable. How do you do that? I don't know. Steroid free, everything. Like, he just smashed out of the park. don't they say that you can get your body, and this is obviously what he's done, you can zen yourself out so your heart keeps beating, but you're in like a... Like a meditative state, so yeah. your body's still operating, but it's but that's like, crazy. I don't know about you. When I walk past a lot of stinky bins and I hold my breath for like thirty seconds, that's enough for me. You're like, I am a medical marvel. <laughs> that's why masks were good. True, actually, true. <laughs> that's One of why, the only reasons. I've said this before. I went on the record saying, you know what, masks aren't that bad when we have to wear them because mm. in moments when you walk past a pile of units that have fifteen or twenty stinky bins, <laughs> you bypass that stink. Mm-hmm. That's one of the great things. God. 24 minutes without breathing. 24 and a half minutes. I couldn't do that. No. I could not do it. I couldn't purely because I would need to speak. I feel like that's the amount of time that you, you're on hold to any kind of tally communication <laughs> company that you're trying to get something out of a lot of the time, as True. a minimum. Maybe that's what <laughs> they're doing. They're trying to beat that record. Maybe. I want I wonder how much longer he could have gone for. 24 and a half minutes is a pretty long time. Yeah, do you reckon he's just like, you know what, that's enough for today, guys. That's a wrap. Like, can he do longer and he just wants to keep hold of that record? Wow. I know. I, I It had me wearing too. I, I don't think I could get anywhere close to that and I don't even want to try it. See, I remember as a kid, one of the coolest things ever was if the school got the world record book and you'd go through and you'd see all the crazy stuff that people could do and hold the world record for. And you're just like, how do people come up with these things? Mm. Like, I hold the record for the most amount of soft drink cans stacked up together. Who thinks of doing that? And how many days, years, months, hours goes into actually, like, fine-tuning that skill? Crazy. Yeah. I remember there's been a few TV shows in Australia that have Mm. cracked Guinness World Records. Shane Crawford did a few on the footage show, I think, years ago. Let us know. 0404 000 What's the longest you've held on for? Could have been in relation to anything. 
maybe like you were in a rush to go when you held on for a long time and, and Oh nothing worse. And and but you made it. That's the main thing. You made it in time, you held on for long enough. Because some people have higher tolerance levels than others. True. Yeah. The guy in Croatia that broke the record, all the support that he's been given, it's blown him away. This is Pete Murray. Found my place. Monday morning. You're on 88.3, Southern FM. Hey, I'm declaring South Australia the slogan capital of the country. Yes. I don't know. (laughs) I did see this. I don't know if you've seen their uh, latest tourism campaign, Mm -hmm. but it is Go Down South. I'm talking about a tourism campaign here, everyone. Yes. Just when we thought see you in the NT to expose the Northern Territory wasn't good enough. Another strong contender, though. That was good, but this is apparently a lot better. I reckon we are the slogan capital of the world, without a doubt. There is absolutely no doubt. Tourists are urged to go down south with your mouth in a tourism campaign concoded around the state's underappreciated culinary, culinary rather, scene. Spit it out, Carl. In response to a year of adversity and commercial hardship, the Taste Down South campaign positions South Australia as a destination for fellow Australians with untapped potential. Wow. That's a very interesting way to put it. Yeah. Go down south with your mouth. Can you just imagine the person that came up with that? They are walking around thinking they're the biggest genius ever. Like, they're already figuring out how they're going to tell the story of how they did that to their grandkids and their great-grandkids. Like, wow. Well, we've had some famous campaigns for a national mm-hmm. level. Oh, yeah. Where the bloody hell are you? That's Lara the first Bingle. one that sprung to mind. Really? Mm-hmm. The lamb campaigns that Sam Kikovich does oh, every yeah. year along around Australia Day. My favourite one was when Richie Benno was still with us, the great Australian broadcaster. <laughs> He's on the phone... I think he speaks to Ned Kelly, and he's like, hey, Ned, are you in? Barbie at mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Cookie. He says Cookie. Oh, Captain Cook. It was just, Cookie. hey, Cookie, you in? Barbie at mine. <laughs> there was that. And then we had the one from Kylie in the Hemsworths. I think it was yeah. around 12 months ago. Everyone was still, I think everyone is still confused by that one. We need to bring it back, I Do reckon. You reckon. Yeah, recycle it. It didn't mm-hmm. get off as much as what we'd hoped last I year. I think if they really prefaced it and said it's not a movie, it would have helped. Everyone's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It was Crocodile Dundee, wasn't it? And then when the actual sequel to Crocodile Dundee the second came out, everyone was like, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> People were more entertained by the little yeah. promo snippet, which was trying to expose Australia and put us back on the map again in other places that we're not really looked at yeah. from anymore, or as much as what we once were. And people were like, well, when, when's the next Crocodile Dundee going to come out? And Awkward. it came out. And yeah. Like, mixed, where's Kylie? Mixed reviews. Yeah, where's Kylie? Where's the Hemsworths? Bit of an all-star cast in the 30-minute ad. Yeah. 30-second ad. See, I'm a little bit disappointed with South Australia. Really? I honestly reckon they've missed out on a massive alternate campaign Oh, here, here we go. When you think South Australia, what comes to mind? SA. Yeah, but like aside from SA, what's the joke that comes out of South Australia? They've got quokkas, don't they? Why didn't they just get a quokka to sell it? Everyone would race there. Have you seen how cute those things are? No, the age-old joke about South Australia is that when you, they're like Melbourne's cousin but 10 years backwards. Mm-hmm. So I reckon 
They should have gone with the slogan, why go forwards when you can go backwards? That's a missed opportunity, marketing opportunity. Because some people like going back 10 years. Yeah, because that is the key to advertising, guys. Come up with a slogan that is just slapping yourself across the face. Yeah. I reckon sometimes you need to have a bit of a laugh at yourself. Well, this begs the question, though. What are we going to do for Victoria? We need to up our game. What's ours at the moment? Well, weren't we like the education state? Yeah. Come on. We can do better than that. The place to be? Yeah. We were the place to be for a long time. The home of the apostles? Has that ever been one? (laughs) I hope it's not. The giant koala? Oh, the giant koala. Icon. What else are we famous for? Luna Park. We got the best lunar park in the country. For According the to Bianco. Um but yeah, I feel like we need to have like a fun little pun. Vic. I don't know. It's too early. <laughs> I thought of one, but I don't think it's appropriate to air. Good call. So I'm not gonna go down there like South Australia have with their slogan. I have been corrected, I'm sorry, Quokkas are from WA. Apologies. Oh come on. You're better than that. To all the Quokkas I've just offended. I'm sorry. They do have. I, I actually do like Adelaide, though. I do like South Australia. It's I think you're going to like quokkas. I'm like, yeah. No, I, I, I don't actually think I've seen a quokka in my life. I really want to get a selfie with a quokka. They're so cute. But aren't they like a kookaburra? No. Oh, they're like a little. They're a little quokka. They're like a, yeah, and they stand on Wombat-y their back legs thing. and they smile. Hmm. Okay. If you could come up with a campaign for your state, maybe one for Victoria, what would you do? Because there have mm. been those visit Melbourne. Ads that have been yes, out there, yes, and we've, yes. we've played one of those before, and that was quite good. Mm-hmm. But I think we can. We need to step it think up. Think of a new slogan. Think of a new idea. Something that's going to attract people back to Melbourne, the sporting capital of the world. We still are that, I reckon. I'd argue. Speaking of sport, we're not going to talk about the AFL from the weekend. I don't know whether I'm not a part of the trend or whether this is a new thing. But do you have go-to Easter films? That you watch over the Easter period? Yes, you know what mine was? What? The Nutty Professor. Why? It was so good I watched it twice across the weekend. <laughs> what? With the, the Jerry Lewis, the Jerry Lewis one, not oh, the... Oh, I thought you were going to say it. I didn't even know there was another one. 1963, the original, oh, the OG. Wow. Because Eddie Murphy had a crack at it too. Yeah, he had two cracks That at was it. good. Nutty Professor A and mm. B, one and two. Yeah. Hey, speaking of, he's... Remade Coming to America. I again. know, I know. I'm keen to actually watch both of them. I haven't seen the first one, so. Yeah, but would we deem that to be an Easter movie, though? Because this is what I want to get at. Because apparently, everyone watches Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory oh, at no. Easter. It's become an Easter film. Which version, though? Well, this is where it's controversial, Bianco. Mm. Because Cause there's only one, in my opinion. No, well, this is the problem. Because people are opting for the second one. No, that's so wrong on so many levels. So much so that there is a man on social media that has millions of followers and he is just dressed up as the Johnny Depp adaptation of Willy Wonka. And he just does social media trends as that Willy Wonka. But you know what he has done over the weekend? Because apparently Willy Wonka is such a staple over Easter. He's reunited with, you know, in the second one, how they had the one guy playing all the Oompa Loompas? He was able to track him down, get him to suit up in the actual Oompa Loompa outfit and they did all the choreography. It was pretty amazing. Look, I know I bring this up every time we have this debate, but for me, what makes the movie, the OG, the OG, mm-hmm. is this part of the movie. Hold when you hear breath. this song. Make a wish. Count to three. 
Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. It's good. Take a look that being said, though, and you'll see don't want to be controversial here. I like this version of the film better. So do I. But... No, the but Johnny Depp soundtrack slaps. It is so good. Are you serious? Do you not remember the Augustus Gloop mixed down? Augustus Gloop. No. Augustus oh. Gloop. The big fat greedy nincompoop. That Much was better. quite good. It is a bop. I yeah. Look, I give them the creativity for the soundtrack of the second one. Whatever oh. happened to the Great Glass Elevator? Why did they never make the sequel? Oh, I think they had very good reasons not to. But they went up in the Great Glass Elevator yeah, at the end. Charlie, Grandpa. Depp. No, I'm talking about in the first one. Oh, they did it in the second Gene. one too. And he had those iconic glasses on. I know, but then they went back to them, their house being moved into the... Yeah. Now, that was wrong on so many levels. Yeah. See, we were left wanting more after the OG. We were. We were left wanting more. And we asked and we were we did receive with um the exact same story, just um very different takes. And I saw an interview with Gene Wilder. And Conan O'Brien, where, mm. you know, unfortunately, Gene has passed yes. away. But little kids that watched the original film always saw him as Willy Wonka. Yeah, correct. So when he made public appearances, he had to, like, they'd be like, it's Willy Wonka. And he had to. Yeah. So, you know, if that doesn't say which one had more of an impact on the kids of today, I don't know what that Look, what I mean, does. he also wasn't scary. Exactly. Why yeah, did they? Was... Why? <laughs> What was the need to make Johnny the, Depp look like that? But do you remember the voice he put on? It was just such a different take on it. But that music, oh, it just, was so good. It actually creeped me out. I remember as a kid, we, um, back in the day, this shows how old I am, we hired the DVD out and they had dance lessons on how to learn the choreography from the movie. It was amazing. No. Didn't like it. No. Sorry. Well, there you go. Are you going to be watching... Willy Wonka next Easter because apparently it is a tradition and if so, which one are you going to watch? Well, maybe you watch Peter Rabbit because rabbits, bunny, Easter bunny. Yeah. Another well, alternative? Yeah, because you don't have many options, do you? No, nah, not really. Yeah. It's not like Christmas where there's 100,000 different movies you can yeah, choose from. Yeah, exactly. But that's what they're trying to turn Easter into and I'm like, hmm. Where really? if you don't watch Love Actually around oh. Christmas time, then it's not Christmas. Yeah, that's it. That's I'm glad we agree on yeah. something. It's the first time today. It's 26 minutes past eight. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the news, but our bins are being judged. Oh, no. They are being judged on a big level. Mm-hmm. The bin judge police are out in fashion, and they are going to find you if you are not correctly recycling. Is it going to be like every reality TV show ever where you get a scorecard? <laughs> yes. That's actually what they're doing. And if you're not recycling the way you should be recycling, you will get that scorecard mm-hmm. in your mailbox saying, this is not good. Not on. Not on at all. And fines could be as large as $660 mm-hmm. if you don't do yeah. the right thing. Look, I mean, I think it's one of those things, though. We've at, we're at a point with the environment where if we don't start taking these drastic steps, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to be paying for it later. So recycle the right way, take your bin seriously, and we won't have a problem. It's pretty unreal, though, isn't it, that it's come to this. We can't recycle properly, so we have to have recycle police. Imagine the squad assessing the bins. That could be a good job for us. <laughs> the bin squad. The bin squad. <laughs> it also, it's a movie writing itself as it is. We could wear like these really cool jumpsuits and just strut down the street. Your bin's too full, but you've recycled correctly. 
That is the wrong glass in there. That is actually not recyclable. If it's fr- if there's fries in there, hard rubbish. Dog poo goes into the green waste bin, not into the blue recycling. That's see, okay. So this is a question already. <laughs> Because different councils have different colour bins. I know. I went and visited my grandma over the weekend. And the amount of brain power it took for me to figure out which one was the recycling. Because you forget. Can we just have the same bins across the board, please? <laughs> I we can agree. put a man on the moon. Everyone can have yellow top recycling. What's this yellow top bin? Oh, I've never had wait, that in my lifetime. You don't have a yellow top No, bin. I have a blue bin. <gasps> oh, yuck. No, no not yuck. I'm it's the correct topper. way. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Before I had the larger blue recycling bin that I have right now, yep. we had to live with little basket type recycling oh, bins. People, get with it, man. People of Bayside will remember when we had small little basket blue recycling bins, mm. recycling was not as large as what it is right now. Yeah. There was no bin police out there like there is right now. Yeah. No fines associated with recycling. But there wasn't as much recycling. Yeah. Whereas now, particularly with all our online shopping, so much. So those who say we're not doing enough when it comes to recycling... Take that back because we have a full bin for recycling now. And not only that, we have a full bin for green waste too now for yeah, those who care about but it. this is the problem though, Bianco. People are putting the wrong things in the recycling bin and they need to be held accountable. Do Hence better. the reason why we've got the bin police. Just do better. I it's really not, think we should spearhead this. this it's not really hard to ask. I reckon we could. Maybe we should just go around Bayside and just keep an eye on everybody. Do you know what? I don't want to do that. I do. If I get a cool jumpsuit out of this and I compare it with some cute heels, well, I will do it. Good luck being the bin police. Been there, done that. Have you? How'd that go for you? No, I'm just saying that's a good tagline for them. Been there, done that. Been that. Been there, done that. Mm, it sounds what like- happens when you get done for recycling, though? You've been... <laughs> I don't know. Crunched. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What do you reckon? Is that going to pass? It's a bit aggressive. Um, the bin police vibe is more of a friendly reminder than a kick to the shins. But, you know, that's why I'm running it and not you. Okay, then. That'd be really cool, though. Be like that. Have that approach. That's why I'm running it and you're not. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's more of a gentle approach. If you did it, it would be like, um, you know, the guy in New York Minute? The one no. that chases them around because Roxy doesn't go to school. It'd be like that. I... Actually, still think I'd be like Paul Blart Morcop. That's the approach I would have on your segue. On my little segue. Could you do that, please? It's a good segue to a song. This is Glass Animals Heat Waves. It's one of your better ones, actually. Carl and Catherine here on your Monday. Hey, Bianca, a man has become the epitome of a rags to riches story. This is interesting. Over the weekend, you've you've got me. But after, so obviously he's purchased a lottery ticket, as a lot of rags to riches stories start. (laughs) Okay. And that ticket. Won him over a million dollars. Wow. Which, you know, not a bad feat. Mm. Now, the, the plot thickens a little bit more because naturally, Steve of Tennessee called everyone he knew before heading out to collect <laughs> his prize. He walks up and says, hey, I've won the lottery. And everyone's like, mm, have you, Steve? Have you? He opens his wallet and he realizes the lucky ticket has indeed fallen out of his wallet. Oh, no. And obviously, we hear a lot of these sort of stories, but the kicker is, is as we all know, if a ticket is active with no owner, it's anyone's game. Yeah. So, Steve of Tennessee has then had to do the quickest and most important recounting of his steps and retracing of his steps to try and find the lucky ticket before somebody else did. Could you imagine the stress? Well, the other point of view to look at it from is, was he 
like 100% certain he had the right numbers. Well, he did. And what happened was he was so lucky. It turns out that he actually had dropped the ticket at like a shopping centre right. in a car park, which okay. is a very big car park. And he found it. He found it. Oh, good on Steve. Someone literally, as he went up, walked over it, not knowing that it had a million dollar winnings on it, picked it up, a couple of hours later, went back, got his million dollars. How amazing is that? So amazing. Could you, like, there isn't a worse situation than that. Imagine telling everybody you know, hey, got a cool mill up my sleeve, and then you've lost the ticket. Yeah. It's one that you probably don't, a situation you don't really find yourself in that often, really. No. One in a million, some would say. Hmm. That's not bad by you. It's not bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those situations. You always hear, oh yeah, such and such won the lottery and their life changed. Yeah, did you hear about the small town in Europe where everybody won a million dollars in the lottery? What? Yeah. Can we go there? <laughs> well, it's just, I want to go to there. Speaking of that, you bring it up. I read a story of a similar caliber where basically the whole small village won the lottery. There must have been like a syndicate. Yeah. And... <laughs> Basically, all of them were a million dollars richer after Man, it. that's so cool. Yeah. I've never won that much. I've, I thought that's what you were about to say, revelation. Because <laughs> you hear all the time people who actually have won the lottery don't tell anybody. Now, of course, gamble responsibly if yes, you are going to go into obviously. those ventures. But I remember winning 50 bucks off a of Scratchy. Oh, that's big. That is rather large. See, I get quite mad when I get Scratchies because the thing is you have to get a coin out. Most of the time you ruin your fingernails. And for what? Yeah. So you barely win. Not very COVID safe either. Not good days. for the environment either. I look forward to seeing what the bin police have to say about scratchies being put in bins. Good on you, bin police, looking out for the scratchies. I got you back, Bayside. Chuck them in that bin. They're useless. But yeah, when have you won the lottery and then apparently lost the ticket? Or, yeah, in any situation like that when you thought you've gotten lucky and haven't ended up that lucky in the end. See, I did once. I won a raffle and then I found out it was the Father's Day raffle and all the prizes went to my dad. <laughs> Mum won a raffle once, actually. Good on you, Helen. Yeah. What did she, she win? She won an MP3 player. Oh, and that's a big... big Back in the day, yeah. when MP3 players were the jam. <sighs> that's a good win. Pumping the jam. Yeah, I had to put all the music on it, though. That wasn't so fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't know if you've heard this news, but Greta oh, no. Thunberg, she has been given a statue over in the UK. I've got a... Quote from her. Amazing. How dare you? Yeah, I know. Oh. It's, it's not very efficient to build statues, is it? Not great at all. I, I can understand why she's frustrated at that. Is she really? Well, I don't know for oh. sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> Way to put words in Greta's mouth. I'm not, actually. Can we just talk about how amazing she is, though? Because how old is Greta now? I think she's... She's 17. not 18 yet, is she? Wow. No. <laughs> That was my response to finding out how much it's going to cost to build this statue. Yeah. Shy of $30,000. Really? Ooh. It costs that much to make a statue. Apparently. Well, no wonder there's not one of us here. Uh, it got me thinking, though. 18 she is. Happy birthday, Greta. Ah. But in 18 years to have achieved as much as she has already, that is incredible. Well, she's only been put on the map the last few years. Yeah, exactly. But my goodness, she's going to change the world. I see her as a world leader someday. Oh, 100%. If she's not... I By her 21st, what. she'll be running at least half the planet. For Probably. sure. And good on her for doing mm-hmm. so. But uh, it got me thinking, who has a statue that probably shouldn't have a statue? <laughs> oh. um, what are you implying? <laughs> that Greta doesn't deserve a statue? No, no. I am not implying that at all. Good. But is there any statues out there that come to mind and you think, is that really necessary? You know what's always freaked me out? What's that? I think it's Geelong. 
correct me if I'm wrong, Bayside. Yeah. You know how they've got the Prime Minister's heads? It's like a park. Do they have that in Geelong? I think it's Geelong. Oh, it's not Geelong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to back that in. Somewhere. You, can you just Google um the Prime Minister like row of heads? Okay. <laughs> in a news flash for you. Where is it? Not Geelong. Where is it? Is regional Victoria, not Geelong. Where? Ballarat. Yeah, there, you're, there it is. Yeah, I remember as kids, my brother and I would run past there. We went there once and then um, I got dangerously close to John Howard's head. And mum said, relax, you don't want to crack John. No, Legit. not a good idea to crack John. And in other news as well, apparently yeah, there's more. My mum has just confirmed it is there's Ballarat. More, more Prime Minister's heads in Ballarat than there is Apostles at the Twelve Apostles. Is that right? <laughs> But you, like, you know when they had the leadership spill, whoever's in charge of all those heads, they're like, my gosh, did they now I've got to rip it out another K-Rod or another. Cause... Yeah, did they jewel up or did they just add on the plaque that he was Prime Minister again? Because <laughs> that's a lot of work. For a short term. And also, do the former PMs appreciate how their heads look in steel? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Just had another news flash through, actually. Harold Holt's one's gone missing. Has it really? Hey! <laughs> That is terrible. <laughs> that is not funny. <laughs> you fell for it, though. <laughs> that. Did, did you see her reaction, Jack? Well, went, you know I take, oh! that, I take that row of Prime Minister's heads very seriously. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I want you to oh, take that back. If I had a moment, if I could have actually taken a photo of her reaction there. I told I take it seriously. I've never seen you look that way before. Apologies that I take the row of heads in Ballarat and not Geelong. I stand corrected very seriously, Carl Bianco. I am sorry. <laughs> that was fantastic. I can't believe you made that joke. That is so awful. That was fantastic. Thank you for that. That's made my day. They used to have, they had a problem actually at the wall of heads. It's not a wall of heads, but a row of heads because people kept putting onions near Tony Abbott's. And then someone said, Ballarat, it was funny the first time. Uh, no more. No peel jokes, please. It's not very appealing. Oh. Is Julia Gillard's one still there? Yeah. Good. It's good. All of them are still there, as far as we know. You've really shocked me. I got very worried. You did get really because worried a- there. aesthetically, if one of them was missing, it would really throw the rest of the vibe off. It would. Like, it's really nice. I would love to know if other countries do the same thing. Well, speaking it's just on, their heads. On... <laughs> Well, they've got the... What's the one in America where they've got the heads? What's that called? They've got the four heads of former presidents. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Name escapes me. Yeah. But you, everyone knows what it's I'm talking about. It's on The Simpsons all the time. It's on yeah. all those movies. that It features on like a movie every three days, yeah. basically. Do they have to recarve that? Actually asking... I think they have. Yeah. Oh, imagine when you get clocked in to do that. You're like, oh, that's a lot of picking. Okay. What's it called? The South... In South... Mount Rushmore. Mount that's Rushmore, it. Mount Rushmore. I got it. there eventually. Yeah. Let us know. 0404-000-736. Who has a statue that shouldn't or who should have a statue? Or if you've been to Ballarat. Um, yeah, let us know which is your favourite head. Billy Thorpe's statue at Sunbury went missing. Ronald McDonald went missing in Cheltenham. Oh, okay. That's not on the same level. It is on the same level. No, he was it's an not. icon and someone got a, a saw and hacked him off by the ankles and then stole him. Yeah. And then the police followed and then Ronald got escorted back in a police car and got resealed. You know what else got stolen from that from restaurant? The whole lot of its identity when they redid the place, unfortunately. Oh, true. The tram. I know. When that was there, that was my childhood. Oh, anyway. No.
We're fine, guys, if you're wondering. <laughs> to circle back on the segment we did earlier in the show, asking both of us we're fine, we're not now. I feel a bit stiff after that. This is Teo Cruz. Top of 20 degrees on the way today, and the same for tomorrow, partly cloudy. Right now, across Bayside and Greater Bayside, 17 degrees. 17. That's nice. That is nice. Our look doesn't look so grim this week, weather-wise. There you go. A little grimmer next weekend. That's unfortunate. Okay, but that's we'll, a bit of a downer. We'll we don't cross that, that path when we get to it on Friday. Because that's when we'll be back. Yeah. Back on Friday, four to six. Where your work, weekend, weekday bookends. Kind of a bit of both this week because it's still a weekend do now. You want, do you want to try that again? <laughs> Where your work week bookends. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, you. Thank you. It's been a show. It has been a show. Um, We've covered a lot. <laughs> Prime Minister's heads in iron. Um, Just for the record, Harold Holt's statue, still in place. I am still recovering from that, I'll be honest. I've never felt such a sea of emotions in about two seconds. <laughs> I've never seen you jolt so quickly in your chair when, when you realise what I've said. I can't said. believe you said that. It was just a poor joke, okay? I don't even know if Harold Holt's head is actually in the Ballarat heads of Prime Minister. I'm sure it is. Probably is, if you know. Hey, if you've got that gig, your head's in iron. I don't even know if it's made of iron, I assume. I don't know. I haven't. I can't remember even the scene. Hey, can them. we have a, a group road trip to go so I can show you all it has to offer? No, thanks. No. <laughs> Think of better things to do than visit Ballarat. Hey, they've got a lot of great places there. What's their campaign? Dig for gold? Yep. Yeah. I think it still is. Something along those lines. <gasps> then we could get a team portrait at Sovereign Hill. Like the old timey. <laughs> Can we dress up in the old clothes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. I reckon we should do that for our work breakup at the end of the year. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Oh, we're off to... Is it bad that we're planning our breakup already? We're digging for gold. <laughs> we're, uh, we couldn't find it throughout the year, so yeah, maybe so we can find not. it at the end of the year. Yeah, we've hit that point in the radio career, you know, when like a lot of people go on their eat, pray, love moment and they try to find inspiration. That's where we're at. We have to go dig for gold. And maybe we'll find it someday. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hey, have a wonderful Easter Monday. Enjoy your day off if you're having a day off. Yes. And we'll see you on Friday from four o'clock. That we will. Take care. See you later. Bye. Colin's up after the nine o'clock news. Oh. Oh. It got dark all of a sudden. No, no, it's light. It's outside. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's Monday. Easter Monday. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Bon Pasqua. You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.